This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Again, uh, it looks like with Chuck. I, I don't know. Kevin uh, sent me a message this morning. Oh, I'm throwing up. I have COVID. I'm a whiny baby. I don't know. He didn't actually say COVID. I'm just assuming I put that together because everyone knows whenever anybody gets sick, it's immediately because you have COVID. So that's uh, obviously the answer. Today, we're going to... Uh, Going to talk about 72 hours to get home. Uh, basically, I wanted to talk about, like, we talk about get home bags. And we talk, you know, I have have episodes we've done on building a, a get home bag and putting it together where you have all the essentials. If maybe there was an EMP or think like uh, the refineries, you know, got attacked and all of a sudden there's no gas for, you know, because limited supply and the government's like, Ooh, we need it for government vehicles. We can't sell it to the regular public, you know, something along that line, or maybe inflation where all of a sudden people realize, Hey, I'm not going to be able to buy more gas tomorrow because oil just went up because the middle East is crazy and something happened. And all of a sudden nobody's selling or they're selling it for $50 a gallon or who knows what. And it basically puts a damper on you ever getting home. One, 
let's kind of just go through things that, you know, you might kind of want to have in a uh, get home bag. Now, you basically, we'll say there's bougie, nice items, and then there's kind of essential items. It's one of the prepper novels I really enjoyed. Uh, I think it's called, I will tell you, because I've been listening on my cell phone every day lately, um, Once Upon an Apocalypse. And the guy talks about, uh, and it's funny, I keep going back to this book. I, I go back to all my prepper books. It's not that, whatever, I'm too cheap to buy new ones. Or Honestly, eventually it gets too hard to find good ones. But I will say that my next guest next week is going to be... Uh, maybe solve some of that problem for you. Moving right along, what we would have in the uh, in the bag would be things like water, right? So we, one, are probably going to carry some water in your car is probably a general go-to, obviously a little tougher in the winter. You can't have stuff freezing while you're in your house. Um, then, uh, but you need containers for water. You should, when you leave, especially if you're leaving on a trip that's any kind of distance, you want to take some water with you and you want to have some containers for water. Uh, we've all seen these silly things like a uh, life straw and, and like that. And I say silly uh, Sawyer makes a, uh, a great one that connects to the top of a water bottle where you kind of drink right through it. Uh, you also have uh, ones with uh, a pump, like a pump to actually uh, pump right out of the like out of a creek or stream and and pump it right into your water bottles or your water bladder and those work out really well they're not quite as fast as uh you know a, as you could do as you know those they have those uh lifesaver jerry cans uh i know they're like huge and awesome they're not cheap though all right so water is huge right you're gonna need to have a way to find water get water and carry water um that's like essential, most important thing go to, right? Then we need to think about shelter and shelter. I'm not necessarily talking about, oh, I can build a lean to in the woods with a tarp. Well, yeah, that's cool. And, and we'll get there. But shelter, I mean, do you have warm clothes? Are you, your car has heat, you're in there in a t-shirt and it's 35 degrees outside, but you're like, whatever, I just came from the house, I'm in the car and now you broke down and it's 30 miles to get home. Do you have a way to stay warm? Uh, I know in, in uh, one of the little cubbies in the car, I actually have like a wool hat and and uh, I think there's some gloves in there, whatever. I also have some weird things like fix a flat or I have those battery jumpers, that kind of stuff in there, you know, di different things hidden in there. But this stuff is, is, you know, kind of whatever. We'll talk about car maintenance, you know, another episode, another time. But the bottom line is you need to have the essentials in there that are going to keep you warm. Uh, I, I would add under shelter, this is a little different. I would talk about some kind of shoes to get home. Uh, some of us wear like dress shoes for work. I'm not that guy. But if you were... Um, that kind of thing, or a woman with like high heels or even just not good walking shoes. Uh, somehow the fashion standards don't exactly apply to comfort and, and uh, you know, day-to-day -day moving. So having a pair of shoes or boots that are going to be one, 
equal to the weather and two offering you the protection and comfort of walking home. And obviously just throwing a new pair of shoes in, you guys have put on new shoes and you know what can happen if you wear the wrong, you know, a brand new pair out of the box. You might be looking at some blisters if they're not broken in a little bit. So something on the newer end that you've worn a little bit and kind of broke in some comfort would be essential. Uh, Women, I know having like sports bras, things like that can make it so much better for walking a distance, um, that kind of thing. Now, I would also talk about, obviously, your personal defense. I mean, this is really in the hierarchy of threes. This is number one. They say uh, three three seconds without uh, self-defense, right? Because that's about how long you have to react when things go bad. Um and basically that that would be a good firearm that would be pepper spray if that's all you're allowed where you live or that would be uh you know a, a good survival knife something like that those are the things that uh that would be essential and you know excellent to have on hand all right so we have self defense we have water we have clothing that is going to get you home. So I always keep like a hoodie sweatshirt in there. Again, one of the kids gets cold, one of anything, you have that extra, you know, in, in the bag and and ready to go. Uh the the water uh the next thing is, you know, to add to shelter, do you have a way to make a fire? Do you have a way to kind of stay warm if it came to that? You have matches, you have, you know, flint and steel, do you have and know how to use it, right? Um, that that matters. Next, I would say the next essential in a kind of get home bag is food, right? Do you have some kind of snacks? Maybe you're only doing short trips, you have some kind of granola bars. I know I bought it like Gander, I bought some kind of uh like 2000 calorie, like granola bar brick that like lasts a lifetime. Now I'm sure that is the last thing I'm ever going to want to eat, but if I'm starving, it probably is something that I'd want to eat. Uh, I also have, I know my Patriot supply always has those 72 hour food packets that you can get. I have some of those thrown in there. I don't particularly love my Patriot supply over any other one. I just, that's the one that I was into at the time because they were having a lot of great specials and sales. And to be honest, if you took advantage when we were pushing it, you got some good deals and you have some good food storage for cheap. So, hey, because I know it was like a third cheaper than it is now. It's amazing how inflation, you know, gets away and, and does that on us. Um Next thing, some kind of lighting, right? Some kind of flashlight. I know on the outside of my get home bag, I have a lot of these little uh, like clip lights that, you know, you just kind of press with your finger and they turn on. They are super cheap. They work great. Um, people, uh, Stanley cook kits. That's always my favorite go-to on that. On um, a way to kind of heat stuff up. Uh, they have those little stoves that you can do that, you know, are pretty sweet. It would be awesome if you didn't have to build a fire. Uh, now, let's kind of, I just kind of wanted to set a, a premise. You can check out our uh, Get Home Bag episode. I think it might be the 72-hour bag or something like that. And you'll see a lot of things in there that, uh, you know, might really help you get through. But 
Now I want to kind of talk about the bougie luxury items. Uh, these things uh, could be a game changer. Uh, these would be things like maybe a, uh, a Garmin GPS, right? If you don't have to stick to the roads and are aware of whatever, you know, kind of traveling through the woods, that kind of stuff, that could be huge. That could put you away from the hordes and masses of crazy and how to get home, you know, and find the best route. And honestly, not walk 20 miles out of your way because the highway goes that way. Um, the, uh, somebody mentioned uh, the Primus Light is a, uh, has the stove and, and fuel. No, that's awesome. I, I haven't checked it out. I'll, I'll check it out after the episode. I think we need to do an episode where we review a bunch of the different food, um, cook stuff. Cause that stuff would be, uh, you know, essential. I think also I, I really need to do an episode where we talk about the different water pumps and kind of check them out. Uh, I just haven't reached out to the companies yet to do it. I think I need to get off my butt and start, you know, finding out some cool gear that you guys need to be looking into because it seems like everybody's always down for gear and i'm down for gear you know you always want to see what's out there and what's the best it's funny uh one of the things that i always always wondered about was like i'd, I'd look at all these high-end scopes and it's so rare that you know somebody else who has you know the a variety of high-end scopes you know you might all have trijicon in the military or something, you know, if you're like in the forces or something like that, or, you know, in the regular world, you probably a bunch of people have loophole or you might know a bunch of people have vortex. You could check those out, but you want something a little more exotic. Or for me, Trijicon was exotic. Like just, I didn't know anybody in my world that, that has it. And then when I went to the uh, Palmetto state armory does an event where you can kind of everybody's there and you can check it all out. It made it awesome to be able to get into the new gear and, and really break it down. So that's nice. Sorry, a little sidetracked, but that's how I do it sometimes. And I appreciate you bearing with me. We'll, we'll just blame Kevin for uh, sabotaging us this morning, trying to put his own health and whatever before you guys, right? That's ridiculous. You know, sometimes you got to be a man and grow a pair, right? I, I can't, can't say that enough. So anyway, moving right along, the uh, the high-end bougie stuff. So night vision might be huge in your get-home bag. Having some kind of, you know, in the book, now this, this book I had looked at was a little bit older, and they were talking about uh, the guy had a sub-2K, you know, the Caltech, and that thing's like a grand, and, and then with this presser, you're looking at like two grand for a decent setup but it's, it's convenient and it fits and it has your Glock mags. Uh, there's some other better options. I think out now you got to kind of put it together. I mean, to me, I love that, uh, you know, you can get an SBR. I mean, man, if you did like 300 blackout with a suppressor and you did something short, like an eight inch barrel, you could probably put something together. Pretty cool. Uh, People always talk about, well, you're, you know, you're just making yourself a target if you walk around with a battle rifle or whatever. Well, one, an eight inch rifle, eight inch barrel isn't exactly what I would call a battle rifle. But on the flip side, I would say that, uh, 
you need to uh, maybe the first 24 hours after something happens, I would honestly just want a handgun if I was choosing my personal defense. And the reason that is, is you're not, hey, look at me. I I have, you know, I, I'm a warrior and I'm prepared. That's what I'm I'm trying to avoid, you know? Um, and that's where I say a handgun would be great. Obviously, if I end up in a firefight, I'm going to be like, damn, I wish I had my rifle, you know? But, you know, that's how it goes. But having a handgun, while there's some semblance of civilized order and structure, I think that's going to be your go-to for that first 24 hours maybe even day and a half. I don't even think you'll get that far. It, to me, it seems like everything falls apart pretty quickly. Um, So I would say if I'm planning the perfect world, I don't even have this set up. I do have an SBR. I do have a uh, suppressor. I even have, well, I have thermal scopes. I don't have night vision. Um, To me, that's even a step up. But again, if I was traveling, I'd rather have night vision then thermal, but again, it's it's each thing that that's appropriate. Now, I would ammo weighs a lot, right? We we all know this. Um, but you're gonna need, I would say, for a get home bag in my car. Honestly, I would keep in my car if I was planning it out. Now, me to be honest, in my car, I have my handgun that I have everyday carry. I have the magazine in it. I have an extra magazine in there. And then in each car, I just have a 50 round block of, of nine millimeter ammo. Okay. That, that's all I have. That's the honest answer. Now, if I'm planning for things to go bad, a big road trip, and I'm allowed to carry things in these crazy states, you know, you're technically not supposed to move a uh, tax stamp weapon from state to state without notifying the ATF first. I'm just saying that might be something you want to consider. Um, tax stamp items. So you decide, so maybe that sub two K comes back into play here, but again, your suppressor, that's still an issue. Um, anyway, so I would say carrying about 250 rounds and then deciding what you take with you based on how much your journey is, you know, realistically, I'd probably want to carry the weight of about a hundred rounds of ammo if I thought, I mean, what kind of firefight are you getting into? I mean, what kind of established armies are you running against in that 72 hours of getting home? Now, if I'm in California and I'm trying to go to New York, that's a different game. But if I'm trying to go 150 miles, 180 miles, I think that's very reasonable. Um, I think if you don't have a gun, you should sell your cloak and get one, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? Um, it might say something about a sword. I can't be sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, you need to be prepared. And that's the thing. All right. So maybe you live in England or some kind of crazy place, uh, the new modern Australia, where a gun isn't really a practical option. And you're honestly just looking at being as likely to put yourself in jail as you are to be able to uh, go and and uh, protect yourself, then I would say you really need to look at the different martial arts. You need to look at being able to disarm people. You need to, you know, look into this stuff and figure out how to, how to, you know, protect yourself. There are a lot of self-defense, uh, 
you know, uh, disciplines, I guess is the word I would use. You know, I would look at all the MMA stuff, right? I would look at, at the grappling and, and the, you know, stuff where they mix the martial arts, right? Mixed martial arts to, you know, really learn some skills and you need to go in and get some hands on with that. I'm always kind of looking for a place around here. That's great. And I have not found it. Uh, there was a place in New York, actually, right where Kevin lives that, you know, offered classes all the time. The prices were great and they were all about the different disciplines and, and being able to put it together. Something like that is going to be a game changer if you don't have access to weapons. And to be honest, you need to know how to fight, even if you do have access to weapons. Um, I would say, you know, obviously I'm not super skinny and fit. I'm not, you know, the, the symbol of fitness. But uh, that's something, if you're taking it seriously, that, you know, an area you need to work on. You need to have, you know, the stamina makes such a difference in a fight of whether you're going to be able to, you know, do stuff. Now, next thing, I'd like to talk about traveling. You know, I mentioned night vision. If you can travel at night and avoid the wandering mobs, because most people barely even have flashlights. And obviously, if you're fumbling through the woods with a giant, you know, flashlight beam waving all over the place, you're as much of a target. You may as well travel in the day, right? That's not going to help you. But if you had night vision or maybe a red light and were, you know, in the woods kind of thing, you had a GPS that you could kind of travel in an easier way, then I would say, you know what? That's probably going to be your better move. Um, I would kind of try and travel for the, uh, early morning. If I, if I didn't have a night vision and I had to look for a choice, I would be getting up, you know, like right when you're allowed to hunt, you know, that half hour before sunrise where it's dark, that would be my, I'm going to get as many miles as I can in that half hour right there to just kind of clear stuff. That's going to be when I want to do any kind of uh, move through a questionable area. That's, that's the whole thing. You know, when you're going around a bigger town, that kind of stuff, same thing. You're not going to want to walk through Atlanta on your way home. You're going to want to go around things. Now, obviously this adds miles time and it's going to change your food supply. It's going to change your access to water. It's going to change, you know, everything and slow you down. So that's really the direction I would want to go. I would say the first thing, if something happens, is you want to secure any supplies that you need. You know, I've even heard people mention in other uh, videos and stuff that maybe you need to think about your immediate like home needs. Like maybe you have a kid who's a diabetic. Is there a chance you can stop by the pharmacy? Hey, the power just went out, but can I grab some insulin for my kid's prescription? Whatever. Maybe that's an option. I mean, something like that could pay off long-term. I don't know. To me, it doesn't really seem practical that you can pull it off. Uh, it would probably be better to take efforts to plan ahead now and kind of talk with your doctor about having a little more long-term on hand. I know that stuff doesn't keep well. I understand it. Um, you know, I, I've read enough about it. Uh, you know, obviously some of us can work on our health and others of us, it's just how you're born and, and what you got, and what you got to work with and you have to deal with life, right? The uh, first thing I would be doing if I lost my vehicle 
is I would be trying to find a bike. I mean, obviously a four wheeler an e-bike, any of this stuff would be cooler, but any kind of bicycle is going to help you cover miles fast. And that's going to be big difference than walking. Uh, I think you would expect to get, I, I know this is going to shock people and they're going to say it's horrible, but I think you're looking at 12 to 15 miles a day. If you're dealing with kids or if you're, you know, maybe not in the best hiking shape, whatever. I know you're saying, well, no, I've gone on, I could do 25 miles in a day. And you know what? You probably could day one. Um, if it's just you and, and no kids and no, you know, whatever. But I think consistent for seven, eight days, something like that. I just feel like moving with security and seeing stuff and, you know, being aware of your surroundings. I don't think you're going to be able to move that fast. Um, the only thing would be if, you know, yeah, if you're on hiking trails, uh, you know, one of the the prepper books I, I listened to, the guy's big plan was to get on the Adirondack trail and, and take that home. And I think that's awesome because he kind of got away from the crazy of the world, you know, and he just took the trail and, you know, he still ran into trouble and whatever, but it's way less than like walking on the highway, right? Way less problems than you would expect in another environment. But I think it's super important to go in and find, you know, a uh, path that's going to work to lay out a route and, and to, you know, kind of work around the town and the city and the, the more congested area. Another thing, wherever you're going, you need to lay out a plan. Um, hey, if things went bad, do I have a friend in the area that I could stop at a halfway point or at a three quarter of the way point, you know, something like that. Is there a way that I could do it? So anyway, so you're hiking home, uh, have a route planned out, have options, you know, say, hey, if I get stuck, where could I go? What could I do? Uh, is there any, you know, option? And think about your gas tank when you're driving. Uh, so much that's an issue. Uh, you know, if something happens, a lot of vehicles probably still work like after an EMP, after stuff, you know, and it's funny, the studies are so all over the place. People talk about it might be, you know, 10% of the vehicles are affected, might be 25%. It might be 70%. I mean, the cars now are so equipped with modern electronics and so dependent on that, especially what we're, you know, five years away from half the states wanting like all electric vehicles and nonsense like that. Uh, you know, it's only going to get worse, right? But if... If you planned, you know, hey, my crappy electric car has a great battery charge, that's going to be better than not, right? And, you know, who knows what happens, right? Maybe the power goes out and you don't have a way to charge it. Um, that's the thing you need to kind of plan for. The, uh, the keeping your gas gauge full. Uh, I know whenever I, I really on a road trip, it's funny. I used to like not go below like a quarter tank which is still pretty reasonable. And that's, you know, on a trip, you're trying to cover miles. You don't want to stop all the time. Now in my crazy old age paranoia, I end up stopping like at a half a tank. I'm like, oh, I got to fill it up. And whenever I get where I'm going, I just, you know what? 
I got to fill the tank before we park and pull in. And the wife's like, Arr. but I mean, now, you know, I, I ever convinced to be a little paranoid like me and, and that's how it gets. We all get a little crazier as time goes on. I, I think it's that self fulfilling where you uh, start to build up in your head, you know, that, Oh, these bad things could happen. And you start to, you know, put together more and more of the possibilities. And I don't know, but I, I always, when, when something happens, like, the power goes out and I don't have a way to grind the beans in my coffee maker. No, obviously you chop it up with a knife. There there's ways to do everything. Right. And now I have handheld grinder. It's no big deal. But point is you get caught off guard by something and you hate to be the prepper guy and you're so on top of it. And then, Oh, I totally dropped the ball on this one time. You know, I had to run over to get something. I was in a hurry. I was rushing. So I had pulled my get home bag out to make room for something earlier for the kids soccer gear. And then now I go and I don't have anything and I'm stuck and it sucks. Uh, getting the flat tire. Oh, I took the jack out to work on that other vehicle or I needed to, you know, pry something or move something, whatever. You know, life happens, right? We all do different things that, you know, are going to affect our safety and our security, but we need to plan for that. Wait, by that, I mean, planning a little in redundancy, but also being a little bit paranoid, you know, by kind of being like, hey, all right, do, do I have my gun? Do I have water? If I, whatever, what's the weather like? All right, you know, all these things. And as it becomes more and more routine, you can start to, you know, kind of react better. You can start to plan without giving it as much mental energy as it sounds like. You know, some people are like, oh, I have so much going on. There's no way I could be thinking about all that too. You know, I might leave a kid at the school because I forgot I'm so worried about all my prepper crazy stuff, you know, and, and then you, you drop the ball on the basics. So obviously we don't want that to happen. Um, but the more you start to implement these things, I think the more you can build up a life that's going to be secure, you can build up a life that starts to flow easy. And also the more you develop skills, the less you're reliant on the things that are outside of you, right? So if you're uh, Steven Seagal, right, you might not be as worried about having the guns, you know, or whatever. Now the guy probably can't walk home because, you know, 20 miles, that's probably going to push it for him. But he's got where, you know, he's going to take a gun off anybody that comes up to him, right? You know, we, we always see those videos and, and wonder about that. But yeah, that guy's just amazing. And he is the big, like, scary, crazy guy. So I don't know. Anyway, but that, that's the point is the more knowledge you have, the more ability you have to forage the, you know, Hey, you have water filters in your bag, so you don't need to carry as much water as the next guy. You have a plan to, you know, get home with all that stuff. Uh, somebody mentioned for the get home bag, uh, ibuprofen or, uh, you know, uh, Tylenol. I'm sure those, uh, are essential. Actually, one of the things, uh, in the, the book I'm listening to now, they keep talking about uh, the water flavorings and they also have the caffeine that you can add to the water. 
uh, can make a big difference in crappy filtered water, not tasting like crap. But I imagine if I'm walking home and nobody else has water and it's hot and I'm unhappy, I imagine that any water is going to taste good to me. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about having, uh, coffee packets. I know I, when we did our, our get home bag, we talk about these things, uh, tea bags, coffee packets, things like that are going to make crappy water taste a whole lot better. Right. Um, waking up with, you know, a little instant coffee or something, you know, uh, Kevin, I think talked about, you know, whenever he goes to a hotel or something, he's taking the little instant coffee packets and throwing them in his bag or whatever, you know, Hey, I take the toothpaste, you know, we all have dreams, right? You know, I figure if I brush my teeth a couple times a year, then I'm going to be ahead of the game. And, you know, that's what you can do. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing is knowledge preparedness. That's what's going to be the game changer for you guys is going out and, you know, learning the skills, getting out, camping, getting out in the rain taking care of things that need to be taken care of, uh, you know, learning, Hey, can I build a shelter? That's going to keep me dry. Hey, I realize these shoes do suck and aren't comfortable. I need wool socks. I need socks that are going to keep my feet warm and dry because hiking in wet socks will be a hellish nightmare, drizzle and hate, right? Um, having shoes, uh, that are going to be comfortable and maybe keep your feet dry. That's awesome. You know, if I had a GPS and realized I could cut across this field and I'm not going to have any trouble, again, I don't expect nobody has the budget to do everything, right? But think about your situation, think about your own personal limitations, and think about what you know, what kind of things are going to be essential for you and your family to get home, for you and your kids, you and your wife, you and whoever it is that you'd be traveling with. And if it is just by yourself, you know, obviously you can move a lot quicker when it's just you. And, you know, these things, you know, they, yeah, somebody mentioned the hobo fishing kit, right? I mean, that's the thing, you know, you always have the little tin and, and you have hooks and line and, and all that stuff. But these are the things that are going to be like little help, little game changer, a uh, sunblock, right? Sunblock is a big thing. Uh, I, I think in the book, they mentioned having a ball cap, something to keep the sun out of your face and whatever, when you're hiking out in the sun all day, uh, bug spray, right? Oh, I'm going through the woods and I, I need bug spray. Well, these things are huge and you learn by doing, you know, set up a, a, fake scenario, right? Um, you know, maybe you work 20 miles away and maybe you and the, the wife or whatever, try and make that hike, you know, Hey, can we do it? Can we camp and carry our bag? You know, try walking with a 30 or 40 or 50 pound bag, right? Oh, well, this is, you know, whatever. Try walking 10 miles, see how it goes. And I'm not saying, Oh, that's going to be a deal breaker. Some people, 40-pound bag, it's not even going to phase them, right? Some people, a 40-pound bag is going to be like, ooh, this is crippling. Now, one of the big things when we go through and we tell everybody about the get-home bags and, and setting them up, the big thing is when something bad happens, you go through before you leave your vehicle 
and you sort out, hey, I don't need these items. They're not relevant to my situation where I am, this environment, this trip from here to there. They're just going to slow me down. That's very possible. So you need to go through and assess and decide what's worth the weight of carrying, right? I probably don't need, I mean, I'm not really leaving ammo. I don't see that happening, but I'm not going to leave a ton of extra ammo if I have a big journey or if I think I can carry it. But if I have a thousand pound box or sorry, a thousand round box of five, five, six in my car and I do have a rifle, but I'm only traveling for two days, but man, that's going to be a hike, right? I want to maybe try and barter or trade that, or I'm just going to uh, say whatever, you know, you have to, you have to take the loss sometime and then be like, I probably have more ammo at home. So I wouldn't even worry about it. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's the kind of thing though, that can be the game changer to you getting to safety. And I would also say before you leave your vehicle, you need to search out your vehicle. Hey, is there any food in here? What's useful? Do I have anything that would help me, you know, in any way? I, I know my car has like a separate first aid kit that I keep in there that's not in my get home bag. That's something I would grab. Um, the wife's probably got like gum or mints or something. Some little pick me up like that probably is going to be better than not taking it, right? These are the kind of things. Um, you know, for a lot of you hikers, having the right shoes, like I said, in that in the vehicle is going to be game changer. Uh, the wrong shoes can make your life living hell. So anyway, I do. Uh, I promise there are good things coming with guests. Uh, I don't know if you guys have read the uh, the going home uh, series, I believe, with the uh, angry American. He's got a, a beard, whatever. Um, I think. That's what you guys are going to get next week. I think we are going to do a show next Saturday morning. However, uh, I'm going to record one on Tuesday with uh, the Angry American. If you're around in the morning, I think well, I say morning, I think it's going to be like 1130 Eastern, I think is when I told them. So we'll probably go on like 1140, 1145, something like that. Uh, might be a little bit of a short episode, but uh, it should be great. And uh, no, I'm excited to do that. So you might want to uh, check in for that one. Uh, and, you know, hey, there might be more future things. But yeah, he's the author of that Going Home series. And there's like, I think he's got book 12 out now. So that's kind of exciting. And we're going to talk about that and see what's going on there. But uh, anyway, I appreciate you guys toughing it out. I know two weeks in a row with Kevin Balin on us, kind of ridiculous. If you wanted to send them some hate mail, that would be preppingbadass at gmail.com. I would try not to give me too many O-Chuck rambles. I know it's just me. It's tough. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, it's how it is sometimes. We do the best we can with what we got, right, to get home, take care of the people we care about. That's right. So with that, stay safe. And I will talk to you guys next week.
Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm ill there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.